Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning! Up and at him! It's that time. What time is it? Kentucky Roll Call. I'm so excited! I'm so excited! With Walker and Roush. Welcome to Wild and Crazy Guys! Hello, everybody. Happy Friday to you. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Roll Call. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Rouse, Justin Kalen here on your Friday. Getting you ready for the season opener. Kentucky takes on Louisiana Monroe. We had football last night. We had a just sports feast last night. And, Roush, that was just the appetizer. Oh, man. It was wild, too. I was just disappointed that the rain delay down at UCF. I, I, I could not. I tried. I made it about halfway through the third quarter, but I could not stay awake to watch the end of that one. And, boy, do they have betters hanging on the edge of their seats. Yeah. Yeah, they absolutely did. I also, hand up, could not stay up for the end of it. I did my best, and I even for the first time since the late 90s put on the TV sleep timer because I was like, damn it, I'm going to try to stay up for this game. But if I don't, I don't want to wake up the wife, don't want to wake up the dog. Dog had surgery yesterday, and it's all woozy and stuff. So I'll put I put the TV on mute, put the sleep timer on, and I it probably was like two minutes later that I was out like a light bulb. <laughs> it, like my, my good intentions were – uh, I was dreaming too big, quite literally, I suppose. But after the United States soccer game, which I've got to talk about that as well, but after that match ended, yeah, it was probably about five minutes. I saw UCF take the lead for the first time, which was just a hell of a comeback. I mean, a great football game following up on it this morning, all things considered. But I'm the same way, Roush. I didn't stay up for the end of it. But luckily, we've got Justin. We're not going to make it a clean sweep of goobers. Right, Justin? I went to bed after the Ohio State game ended. Damn so, it, Justin. Yeah, I didn't see it either. I mean, I thought I was doing good to stay up till at least the Ohio State game was over. You didn't even stay up for the end of the United States match? Why in the hell would I? It was 0-0 zero to zero in the 68th minute. No, I was out of there. That's that's piss-poor performance. I mean, Wonder. but when it's the 68th minute, though, it's all, you know you only have 20 more minutes. Like, why the, it's why a little the 68th? Bit... Why not the 70th? Or, or the 69th. Like, oh, you could have okay. said that, too, Justin. You could have pulled a Mercer, which, by the way, shout out to that field goal kicker at Mercer for missing an extra point accidentally to get Mercer a 69 to nothing win. Like, what a guy. Didn't see that, but nice. Real nice, real nice. But, like, at least in college football, like, UCF and Boise were both running tempo. The clock was stopping a lot. I hadn't – that game was probably going to end at, like, 1.32 a.m. I knew it was going to take forever. Justin, you could have stayed up for 20 more minutes, buddy. You could have had some American spirit. I guess I could have. I'm actually looking for the score. Hand up. I have no idea what the score even was, so. For the United States game? Yep. 0-0. It, it ended 0-0, zero, zero, so I'm glad I didn't stay up. What the hell would I wanted to stay up 22 minutes for for no goals? But you didn't but, know that, though. You're right, but I had a feeling, so that's why I went to bed. Goodness gracious, that was disappointing. <laughs> and Pulisic wasn't playing. 
I think maybe for some COVID stuff, or I don't know exactly what he's got going on, but he wasn't playing, which, you know, you take away probably the best player on any team. That's not an ideal situation, but it's freaking El Salvador. And coming off the last time that we were in this round of World Cup qualifying and coming up just a couple points short, these points matter. And they just, gosh, they were really sloppy. Uh, and I, at full hand up, only got to see the second half because I was playing volleyball for the first half. But uh, sloppy in the second half, just didn't really look fully into it. And it's not like El Salvador was really, like, ever pressing. They, I think they, they had one shot that was semi-interesting while I was watching. But it was just – game was just being back and – just being played back and forth in the middle. And the few opportunities the United States had just kind of – had a few nice headers. It, it, it was bad. I was pretty disappointed in that. And you got to – you. This is this is as important as the World Cup because if you don't do well in it, you don't get the World Cup, as we learned the last go around. So I was actually like on a steamy biscuit st- scale, one through ten. I think my biscuits were probably about a six. Oh wow, wow. Well, yeah. I my biscuits were not that steamed last night, but um, they did start a little crusty because some of the games were a little on the boring side. You know, like it just. Like, come on, let's let's juice it up. College football, we're back. Give us something, give us something good. College football, and it, it just it took them a while to get going. Uh, App State just knocked the socks off of ECU. Tennessee is just a train wreck of a football team. My God, they're they're well, so they're gonna bad. they're gonna beat they're gonna beat Kentucky at the Krogue. You heard I mean, it here like, first. like, are you really gonna like? Is, are people gonna be jerks about this all year, or do yes. I just have to be yes. throwing my birds up at all you, times? No, you need to just you need to say I, may, I messed up. I no, messed I'm up not. I'm no, I'm jinxing myself. I'm not going to guarantee wins that I am afraid of. Okay, so you all can suck it. Secondly, so can Tennessee because my God, that they are just very. The fact that Joe Milton like did not he I think he threw like eight straight incompletions in the second half against one of the worst teams in college football, man, really bad. Um, shout out to the, shout out. Oh, sorry, go on. Oh no no go on go on yeah give him. A well, shout I was going to say shout out to Tennessee fans. That was an awesome crowd. Yeah for a, for, for a Thursday for for Thursday night low expectation season. Yes, it's a new coach, so I guess you know you, right, you right. Show up in that regard, but uh, credit credit to them, they they showed out. I'm Roush. This is a take I have written down. I didn't think I was going to go to it this early, but I am a little concerned about what the optics of the crowd is going to look like tomorrow. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be great. I don't think it's going to be great either, and I just don't think that's going to make the players or coaches very happy. And there's a potential that there's going to be a top 100 receiver on campus, and. Uh, you, you know there's going to be at least some recruits regardless of their stature or ranking. Uh, right. Like, gosh, UK fans, this is where you step in. This is like where you can but, actually help. And why would you not want to go to the game? It's going to be perfect weather. First time seeing a new offense. First time seeing Wandell Robinson in a UK uniform. Will Levis in a UK uniform. High expectations. We're talking 9, 10, 11 win seasons. And again, I, mean, I hope to be proven wrong, but I got a feeling it ain't going to look good tomorrow, Roush. Yeah, yeah, and I can't pep talk them into it, but like, like I don't, I don't think it'll do anything. But I just, I, I don't either. I think Kentucky fans are who they are. Um, you know, there was a the 2018 senior class had got like 40,000 people there for their senior day. You know, and that what what did that class do except everything for UK? Kentucky fans just are who they are. They really don't care about when they play bad teams anymore. They just don't. It's kind of sad. Maybe if Mitch Barnhart sold beer, they would care. I don't know. But um, 
And that's that. Oh gosh, yeah. I mean, obviously, we're going to talk a lot about the Mitch Barnhart stuff as well. But that that's another that's another reason why it's so freaking stupid. Mitch is do not give people an excuse to stay home. You dingus. Like, just don't. It's too easy to stay home nowadays. Couches are comfortable. It's cheaper. You have beer. You have unlimited food. You're not paying nine dollars for you know three chicken tenders. It, it's you you have got to take out the excuses to stay home and you have to make it a really fun atmosphere. And for the love of God, you let the rich people enjoy whatever they want at the game. And you can't even throw a bone to the fans that make up 95% of the attendance. Uh, well, they, they bought that right though. It's, yeah, it's they their did. right. They, they did. And they're, and they're, and they're secluded. Remember? Yeah. 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 Which so, like, it's a private area and it's like, well, no, it's a public stadium. Like, he, I mean, he said, I, I don't think, I mean, he just was completely honest with that. That like, hey, they have money, y'all don't. What do you want? Yeah. What are you, what are you going to do about it? Yeah. Uh, are we getting into this right now? Are we, like, we're, we're jumping all over the place. Uh, we I, are, because we're excited. There was a lot that happened yesterday. I would just like to add that uh, the two, the two for gamblers last night, there was two kind of sweating it out moments at the end, and it was in the big marquee games. In the UCF <laughs> Boise State game, Gus Malzahn, it was just hilarious how bad that start was. A 100-yard pick six to start the game. I'm on the 68 under. I'm under 68, and I was happy to see an interception thrown in the end zone. Wish that guy would have gotten tackled. Thought that the game was going to get blown up when Gus finally did get Dylan Gabriel together. They started making a little run. In the when the third quarter started and they scored the first possession, I was like, I'm not gonna be able to stay up. There's no way this over is gonna or this under is gonna hold. They're gonna blow it. And what do you know? The the spread was minus five and a half under 68. UCF <laughs> UCF was winning 36-31 with time ticking down. And Gus had a chance to take a safety to get out of danger territory. Luckily, he did it. And if you had Boise covering in the under, you held on by a half point. <laughs> I I did not have Boise covering. So. Oh man, a lot no, a lot of people didn't. That was a big lock for a lot of folks because it was the cross country trip for Boise. Uh, you know, th- they did poorly last time. I think they got their teeth kicked in by Florida State in a similar situation a year or two ago. So UCF was a big public favorite. They they don't cover by a half point and they fail to hit the over by a point. So that that was a sweating it out if you were up late watching that total. Um, but like I said, it for me it was the wake up at three a.m. look and just be on my phone and be like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. That um, uh, that is also a great gambling feeling. Oh yeah, yeah, especially because my, my my East Carolina the Pirates just got. I mean that wasn't even close. Um, oh. At Clemson, Chase Bryce showed up and not Duke Chase Bryce. Hopefully you all bet on Western Illinois. That was the biggest gimme I've ever seen in sports Justin, betting history. Justin, Justin, you do one more of these little things today, you're off the show, the rest of them. Why would we ever think to bet that game unless specifically somebody that knew it was a lock would have told us to do such? Okay, yeah, well, Justin. then I apologize. I'll let you know next time. But they were getting 32 and a half points against Ball State. That's outrageous. If they put up lines like this all year, we're going to be rich. All right, did you actually bet it? Absolutely. Yeah, it was part of a parlay I won $100 on. Apology accepted, well, but I'm sorry. Like I, when I see the names, well, who was it? Western Illinois. Yep, Ball State. I, when I see yeah. Western Illinois Ball State, I generally glance over it without even looking over at the line. Which, granted, that is my own fault. But I thought I had a pal looking out for me on my financial stakes and gambling. But well, I that's, guess we that's don't. 
that that's my fault. I will I'll keep an eye out in the future. I'll let you all know. I'll I'll inform you. I I didn't know that that was my responsibility, but I will do that. Absolutely. When you see locks, Justin, let us know because let you know. Uh, Got it. The the other like I, I love uh, Chris Hatfield's a big like let me brag about my picks afterwards, but not tell you beforehand unless you pay me money. <laughs> and like like I would be if I thought that UC Davis was going to beat whoever team they beat. It was an FCS win over an FBS team. It was Tulsa, AAC. Bad night for the American last night, but they beat him outright at like plus one thousand, and he plus twelve hundred. I saw. Yeah, exactly. Like they beat him outright, and he's over here. You would have won this much if you would have blah blah blah. It's like, dude, just tell us before, all right? Stop, stop. Like, it, it, it drives me nuts because well, they only tell like you a, about your wins too, you know. Well, that's uh, that's about like seventy percent of my friends. Uh, I only hear their gambling picks after they've won. They've won big, and the way that my friends tell it, and I'm sure they say the same stuff about me. The way my friends tell it is that they're like they're sharks, man. <laughs> they're, they're sharks if he has like a patreon or some sort of like sub stack or whatever then i guess i kind yeah. of understand it but like it'd be better if he had a well i wouldn't actually recommend doing this but he needs one of his customers to tweet that out and be like, like it, you know, a, a, a screenshot after the fact yeah and be like you were on fire tonight and then he could retweet it or something like that but uh yeah i i i i, I thought i had bet central florida and Boise, but I'm looking at my DraftKings, and I did not, but I did get the push on the Minnesota game. And Minnesota, well, I don't and, think, even played all that well, and that was a solid game itself. Yeah, it, it really was. The, uh, Muhammad that catch Ibrahim, was insane. For, that, yeah. um, he, I mean, he played great, and he reminded you of some Kentucky running backs in the past. But, I, I mean, you want to talk about worst-case scenario. Dude goes up, has 170 yards, three scores against Ohio State. And then right when you're trying to come back, dude goes and pops his Achilles. Like, just... No, I didn't see that. Oh, yeah. And it was... It's one of those that as soon as it happened, you just know. Like, it's like, oh, well, he's done. One extra look at the replay, and you can just see his calf just spasm. And you're like, yep, that's what it is. The way it popped, so gross. Yeah, it it was brutal. But yet, Minnesota still had some fight left in him. And Ohio State. So, it's a five-minute game, or five, five minutes left in the game. Minnesota had just scored, like, on, like, a 12-13 play drive. Uh, the, if they get a stop here on third and five, they've got a chance to come back down and tie this football game. Instead, Two plays late there? Oh, no. <laughs> it was it was that. It was third and five. Just get a stop. Their defense gets confused. They throw a dump-off little screen to their true freshman five-star running back. 75 yards for a touchdown. Man. Yeah, yeah. And then to add to it, like Minnesota actually went down and scored again. And so, like, I'm sure the plus 14 gopher betters were like, all right, we got this. Just hold now. And then Chris Olave does his best Reggie Bush impression, tiptoeing down the sideline 80 yards. Ohio State, they just got some dudes in that skill room. I mean, Wilson and Olave, they got to be the best wide receiver tandem in college football. They are so good. Yeah, Wando Robinson, Josh Ali. Uh, take a lot of a. Wilson. Wow. First, yeah. you're a Tennessee fan. Second, <laughs> now I'm a Ohio Wondell, State fan. You think Wandell and Josh suck eggs? No, uh, that it was uh, last night. I'm I'm ready for the PT's picks of the week. That was just a uh, again, that was so a much fun. teaser. That was a teaser last night. I'll gladly take the push with Minnesota. 
I'm, I'm not, I'm not mad at pushes. Pushes are not losses. And that's the way I view my gambling for the most part. So uh, we'll, we'll get to those a little bit later on today for the PT's picks of the week. We'll pick three games and we normally do pretty all right. So take that for what it's worth. Let's, let, let's get back to the Mitch Barnhart interview. Cause it's, okay. it's what I'm most fired. Fine with me. Fine with me. Fire no, away, Mr. No, no wonder he doesn't talk to the media, right? <laughs> Seriously. I mean, like, no wonder he doesn't talk to the media. Everything he says is just, like, the word. Even if he's actually, like, you know, sending a solid message, just his delivery is pathetic. Uh, well, it's because he wants to, like, his his messages come across like a PR statement. And the problem with, like, that, you can only do that in a PR statement. You can't do that while talking because that's not how people talk. I mean, I, I was charged with transcribing a good amount of those answers yesterday. And there's just so much fluff and nonsense before getting to the actual point that it drives a normal person crazy. Yeah, absolutely crazy. We've been dealing with a lot of things the last 18 months. And then he just like lists them off and it's like, oh, okay. So we, we get it. It was tar, but alcohol, like you don't have to. As if it's like some sort of situation room setting where he has to get his cronies in there and they have to go over PowerPoint after PowerPoint to look at the pluses and minuses of it. At the end of the day, I, and I know any professional would say to do their due diligence, People have been drinking at sporting events for a long time, Mitch, a long time, and the world still turns. And the sun comes up in the east, and then it's going to set in the west, and life goes on. It's not this, I, I, I don't, we, we need the top surgeons in America to come and study if we, can, if we can pull off this procedure. No, it's serving beer at a sporting event. <laughs> That's done at how many places nationwide? Almost all of them? it's it's uh everything he said like he's got to go just point blank period he has got to go he's he's been a great athletic director for kentucky he has made pretty much every athletic program better he has used an insane amount of cash from the sec and improved facilities which i think any ad could and would do but you got he is the athletic director and it got done so tip of the cap to him. He's done great work for the University of Kentucky. He's not in it anymore. Part of the AD job is media relations or talking to your fans, talking to your people, talking to the people that make sure this athletic program thrives. There's a reason Kentucky can play so many neutral site games. It's because the average fan will travel to see their favorite team. And he's lost how to communicate with them completely and totally. It is a 110% disconnect between Mitch Barnhart and just average average fans, maybe even average humans. You know, who knows? We never get to see him talk outside of a sports setting. But he is – I'm sure he's a great guy. And I, he he's personally allowed to have his own beliefs, obviously. But he is, he is making decisions for an entire athletic program. It's not all about what he thinks. It's not all about how he feels. He needs to take into consideration what the majority of fans feel, what majority of the fans want, and he's completely lost that. And time and time again, we didn't have time to consider it. Mitch, you know what? The thousands of season ticket holders that didn't get to to 
that lost their seats during the renovation, they didn't have time to consider. You didn't even talk to them about that. The thousands and thousands of people that had parking lot passes in a certain spot, it was a tradition to them. They didn't have time to consider their move because they weren't asked about it. They were just moved before they knew it. You you didn't uh, you, you didn't ask people a lot of stuff. It didn't seem like you talked to the average fan about wanting to move the baseball stadium out of out of campus, right on campus, where students, thousands of students could come. They didn't have time to consider that. You just went ahead and did it. And it's a beautiful stadium, but there's a reason nobody goes. And speaking of that, great answer on Nick Mingione. UK baseball needs to be better. Bravo. Wait a boy, you nailed it. He needs to be UK baseball does need to be better. So what do you do? You bring back the guy that has turned it into a complete dumpster fire. Yeah, people come and they go. Yeah, you lost a lot of really good players. And you brought in, and I hope they're great, and I'll be cheering for them in the spring, but you brought in players from conferences that I don't even know still existed in college athletics. You're a joke, Mitch. You're a joke, and no wonder you don't talk to the media because that was that was horrible. And we another year without alcohol. We'll get it someday, folks. We will. But the, the load of crap they feed us as if we're supposed to just accept it and shut up is embarrassing. It really uh- is. And I love UK athletics, obviously. I can't wait to be at the game tomorrow. It's going to be an absolute blast. I won't be worrying about all this stuff when I'm at the Krogue with uh, hopefully 60,000 fans, but probably closer to like 50,000 fans, unfortunately, because Mitch won't serve beers. Uh, I'm sure a reason. I'll f- it's not all that important in the grand scheme of things, Roush, but we have right, an athletic right. director that doesn't care about the average fan, and I think that's kind of messed up. Well, the, the part that uh, that really kills me on all of this that – I just I don't understand like from a from a pure I'm in a leadership position and this is my like I'm in charge with making decisions. He's got to do the Jim Halpert pros and cons list and he is willing. He said it's an issue that he's been beat up a lot on. Oh, yeah, you think? But like he's willing to wonder why put out all of his goodwill. Like he, because he has done a lot of good for the university. Now, like obviously, not everybody's going to be perfect in their job. You're going to hire a Joker Phillips. You're going to hire a Billy Gillespie. You know, there there's some clunkers in there. But the part that I just don't understand is he's done so much for this university, and he is willing to 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 throw it all away to die on a hill that nobody wants to die on. And and he even said as much. He said, "I hope that people." will not will, will judge our program on the wide scheme of things and not just this one issue. That wasn't his direct quote. It was something close to that. But he said, don't judge us on just this one issue. And it's like, Mitch, I, you know, it, people resign over one issues. Like people get fired for one issue. People lose elections because of their stances on one issue. Don't, don't tell me that people who voted for Obamacare didn't get voted out their next term because their constituents didn't want that to happen. This happens all the time when you're a leader in this country. If you make an unpopular decision, you're gone. You're done. And I, the way that he's handled it is just so obtuse, and it makes him feel so out of touch that I don't think that the average Joe could feel like they could walk up to Mitch Barnhart and even have a conversation with him because he just seems so out of touch when it comes to this subject. He does. And it's just like, 
give to some degree give the people what they want because you can in every answer he gave you're spot on it just sounded like a freaking politician tell you have at that point you know krc obviously number two but you have the you have the biggest audience of of ears on ksr listening to you and credit to matt for that and every answer you gave you were somewhat combative it, you you couldn't just like dive in oh. to the thrill of making people happy. The, Every the, the, single answer he gave was like, "But or eh, don't get too excited." The the worst one, Terry, was when he was asked about the indoor football facility. Oh my gosh! Because like all all he had to do was say, "Yes, we have got like we need to make it bigger. We obviously want to cater to our track athletes that are winning Olympic gold medals." But we, we're going to make it happen. It's just it's going to take some time because financially we were behind. Instead, he like was like fighting around for like, like yeah. All you to do is say I've got Mark's back, and we're going to try to fix this. It's just going to take us some time. That's the, all you had to say. The the facility's fine. Well, there is a track. Yeah, there's a track. Like he was just like arguing that the facility was all right while at the same time. And I was saying probably it was little, old. <laughs> I was probably and I was actually gonna say I was probably a little too tough on that answer because at the end of the day he did say like I want it. I'm gonna you know we're gonna try to make sure that it happens. We've got but, an old baseball facility. We can move some stuff around. But like but he had to weasel his way around it for five minutes. He did. It's like why not just come out there and say. If Mark Stoops wants it, we're going to do everything in our power to find a way to make sure it happens. We like the facility that we have right now, but there's no doubt that we do need some changes and some upgrades. So we're going to do everything in our power to do it. Obviously, the financial shortfall plays a factor in it, but we, we, we're we pretty confident we're going to be able to pull the funds and get Mark what he needs. Boom! Boom! Who's mad about that answer, Roush? And it says exactly what he just said. Like, we're, we can't do it tomorrow, but we're going to do everything we can to do it. We want to make sure Mark's happy. What are you doing, Mitch? I just, I don't, I don't get it. I'm a dumb 30-year-old. You are one of the best athletic directors in terms of track record in the history. Of, well, probably, you know, may, probably so in the history of UK athletics. And probably in the conversation for one of the better ones, at least in terms of what they've done. I shouldn't say all time, but certainly in the last couple decades. And and you're that bad at that? That's where you fall short is just not being able to say the right things? It's 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 uh, it's horrible. And then how about the nil answer? I, like, dude. Like, can you not? I just hate that he has to push back on any. Now, like, I, I, I completely understand as an athletic director, when you're asked, do you think it's going to be the biggest part of recruiting? I get pushing back on that because technically it's like a violation, <laughs> you know? So like, I understand being like from that standpoint, but there, there was like an unnecessary amount of feet dragging, like just brag about your guys doing well on nil, nil deals. Yeah. You almost you know? sound like reluctant announcing, which was news to me at least that there's like <laughs> yeah. 200 or however many people that have nil deals. Like yeah. why not be like, well, we're proud to announce we've got over and, and that's a huge achievement for us. I, I, just shut up about the locker rooms. Got, <laughs> I know. It's, it's, like, why do you keep bringing it up? People. Nobody else is bringing it up. All of the players and coaches are literally saying it's nothing. Former player. I mean, everybody is saying it's nothing except you. And don't you think if you had a player in the locker room that had an issue with it, don't you think it'd be a them thing and not like an overall, oh boy, we can't hurt feelings. Ah, <laughs> like, wouldn't, it, you, wouldn't you go to them directly and be like, listen, this is, this is a quick lesson in how the world works, buddy. And and you're here, whether on scholarship or not, but you're given an opportunity. Uh, 
10 years, you know, two years ago, this was even unheard of. You just keep working hard and, and there's no doubt that opportunities could come to you as well. This stuff is so basic and easy. And the fact Mitch just can't seem to get it right is why he does, why we need a change at the athletic director position at the University of Kentucky. It's not what he, it's not that he hasn't done great things. He has, but he just isn't into it anymore because that's what that basically comes down to. When you just give BS answers like that, you, you, I don't, I don't get what he, like, I'd love to just do a post-game interview with him after that interview and be like, hey, Mitch, how did you think it went on KSR yesterday? Did you did you feel like you you, you answered the questions correctly and in a satisfactory manner? Oh, yeah, I nailed it. Out of the park. I was honest, but I was optimistic. And, like, I, I, bet, I bet if you asked him, he'd say, listen, I gave the honest answers, and if people don't like him, that's not on me. That's just the truth of where things stand right now. Uh, Mitch, I do appreciate your honesty. There's a way to be honest, though, without sounding like such a wet freaking blanket. Right, right. It... And, all, and, and there's also a way just to grow up and get over the fact that student athletes can make money now. He, he's a Mark Emmert clone. We have a Mark Emmert well, clone. Oh, he, he really that. is. He, he and, and that's why it surprises me that he hasn't a uh, he hasn't like gone and taken a job with the NCAA because he sounds just like an Emmert. You know. I'm just so sick of the average fan getting crapped on by the University of Kentucky. And like that may sound whiny and dramatic and whatnot, but goodness gracious, folks, there is a reason why Kentucky plays as many neutral site games they do. There is a reason why UK always has more fans at a bowl game. There is a reason why NCAA tournament games for Kentucky are 95% of the time home games for Kentucky. It's because of people like us. And Mitch consistently turns his back and doesn't ever want to throw us a bone. No doubt the pandemic has been an issue. And Mitch does deserve uh, a tip of the cap, a pat on the back for making sure people in UK athletics have had a job during these tough financial times. But that that doesn't what what does that do for what does that do for Clyde in 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 Possum Trot? And I hope nobody gets offended by me using uh, that name for that's just a random name in a random town. And I you love that name of that town. So Taylor let me, let's do Mar Mark and Mark and Bowling Green. There we go. There we what go. What does that What does that do for them? I mean, no offense. What does that do for them? It's great. I'm happy about that. I want uh, you know UK athletics to some degree does feel like a big family. That's awesome to hear. What does that do for us, the people that spend eight hundred dollars on season tickets and drive a hundred miles each Saturday? What What does that seriously, Mitch? What does that do for me? And then when you answer that question, which the answer to that question is nothing, obviously. Then I want you to answer what you do do for the average fan. What have you done for the average? Well, we got Wi-Fi at the state. It doesn't work. Like, it works sometimes. Well, we, we ended up getting some Chick-fil-A. Love it. You should have Chick-fil-A at every freaking stop. Again, you cannot give people ex reasons and excuses not to go to the game. UK took away seats, Roush, from their stadium. I didn't have a major issue with it because that's a trend across sports everywhere. Right. But you took away seats, and you've been really good at football, or at least good comparatively where you had been. And people just don't show up. Do everything in your power to make sure there's butts in, their, in, in those seats. And I don't feel like he does it, but I've gone down a million different roads here. Obviously, I'm disappointed with the answers he gave. And obviously, I'm, I, well, I, I, do, I, I do feel like the average fan just gets crapped on by UK time and time again. And that's not okay. And here's the thing too, Terry, is that's been a, a common take. 
as of you know the last few years and you know sometimes i'm like all right is that a little bit much but like every time he talks it that's exactly the vibe you get you get this nose in the air kind of like it is like i i this last I'm, 10 minutes i've sounded wildly whiny well, well but like throughout that interview if you notice especially when it's written out it hits different the amount of time he goes out of way to like thank the donors and you know these people who own businesses they've got a they were getting through the pandemic too and we're so grateful we weren't we didn't have to lay anybody off we didn't have to furlough them and you know he was the amount he goes out of way to butt kiss which you need to butt kiss your donors but you also need to throw the other guys a bone too and it hasn't been a two-way street and every time he opens his mouth to talk like this is why he doesn't do interviews it's clear because that's what oh, it comes yeah, off yeah. of every single and, time. And who knows when we'll hear from him again. And hopefully if we do, it's uh, like, that was the thing I was excited about yesterday. Cause I was like, you can't sound worse than he did in June. Boy, was I wrong. Like, boy, <laughs> was I absolutely wrong. And again, credit to Matt. Matt did a great job with that interview. Asked the tough questions and didn't yeah, let him fill or buster as oh, much as he'd like. He had to force him to answer the alcohol question. And then How Mitch tough. even got like kind of mad at him for interrupting. And then the part two, that was really like, I just, I just don't know what his inner circle, like, I, I have no idea what oh, it could yeah. possibly be like, because, you know, he kind of like Matt made a joke going off the air about like Ryan asking a question and Mitch was like, yeah, we'll do that later. And it really just came off like, oh, geez, Mitch, like how fired up are you? And it just goes back to, like, I see that picture when he hosted the football seniors in like 2015 like at his house to have dinner in his basement or something and in his man cave he's got a pool table with blue uk felt and behind him a michael scott sized tv it's like mitch you make how much money a year and you don't have a normal television in your man cave like that's that's kentucky like that that just speaks volumes to just mitch barnhart's priorities Mike. Nick Roush focusing on the important things that he's got a Michael Scott plasma TV on his wall. <laughs> like, dude, you don't care about the things that normal people care about. You just don't. How awkward was, and that's the thing he's got to realize is that like you are making decisions, you're making coaching decisions, you are making athletic decisions, but at some point it needs to be majority rules. You need to do what your fans want to do. Cause if you lose them, you're in pretty big trouble and, and you, you don't want to go down that road, buddy. You need to have people around you that you can listen to like, because yeah. I think there are good people around him, but I don't know if they like force his feet enough to the fire or are willing to, because I also think they know in this alcohol situation, there is absolutely nothing that will change his mind. Yeah. And, and that's, there's probably some of that to it that people are, can feel like they can talk to him, but only to a certain degree, you know, like, Hey Mitch, you know, I think maybe would you consider that not, Hey, uh, the fans are furious with you, buddy. And you sound like a doofus every time you end up talking. How awkward was it when your ex boss asked, Hey, can you come back for another segment? We're kind of up against it. And he was just like, no, that's what Mitch Barnhart thinks of you all UK fans. Can you, can you come back and answer more questions? Nope. No, sure. Can't. I got, I got, what do you have to do, Mitch? What do you have to do that you don't have five minutes to talk to your fans for the first time since June? Totally, totally embarrassing to the point that he should come back and apologize for his answers he gave yesterday. He sounded like a jerk at times. I think, well, a, a little inside baseball, I'll tell you off the air. I think he took a little shot at Matt at the end there. But uh, it just, 
just just horrible. Absolute disaster <sighs> for Mitch Barnhart. Let's yep. take a break. That was 39 minutes of gold. And yeah, I did I did sound a little whiny there, but I'm just so sick of Mitch Barnhart. And there's no need no need or reason to be whiny on the eve of the college football no season. No reason. It's yeah. been a long offseason. UK's gonna rock and roll this year. We're pumped up about it. We'll come back and talk more about it. Get to your text into the show, 502-414-1450. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 14.50 AM. And folks, this is not a drill. College football, full slate of games on this weekend. It's here. We've been talking about it all summer. And we've been mentioning when it's go time, Roush, you've got to come to the tailgate prepared. Yes. And the best way to come prepared is with uh, Nacho Table Tailgate from Salsaritas because they have the best salsas around. Spicy, hot, maybe you want to go a little bit lighter or you like a little fresh guacamole, some hot cheese, that queso. They have the best of the best at Salsaritas. Order that nacho table tailgate and be the talk of the town with those wildly addictive chips. They will make sure you will not go hungry with, I mean, and TJ, I can't think of something better to have with an ice cold beer than that. The salty chips with some salt. Oh man, just, it's going to hit different when you bring that to your tailgate, just order it on the app, save some money. And it's nice and convenient and easy. Download the Salsaritas app before you get your nacho tailgate table tailgate and become the tailgate hero. And if you are not a app kind of fella or lady, and you're just, you don't like the old technology, probably like if my dad's listening, then call 502-356-9468. Although my dad always seems to post weird Facebook messages on the Kentucky Roll Call Facebook page uh, at like uh, midnight or one in the morning. Yeah, Which, by the way, we're, it, he, he's being, he, thinks, like, he thinks he's being funny is what he's doing. That's that's what he thinks he's doing. But he's a great guy. Love him. Love you, Dad. But uh, he's not. Yeah, it's, yeah. But we're like six members away from 800 on the Kentucky Roll Call Facebook page. So if you know anybody that's a Cats fan, help us reach that milestone. It'd make me feel good. Uh, but if you're not an app person, 502-356-9468. They've got two locations in Louisville, Middletown and St. Matthews. Middletown has a drive-thru. If you're not doing them, if you're not using them for catering this weekend, at least go for a lunch or dinner. It's quick, it's fast, and it is delicious and cheap which matters to me at least but really 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 delicious food but you're going to save money when you go to salsaritas so we love salsaritas you will as well roush that was a fired up first segment wasn't it we touched pretty much everything well we didn't because we still have a lot Mm -hmm. more to get to but it seemed like we did that was uh we're back man until april we're back who man so much sports. I'm just, I, I've got an extra pep in my step this morning. And to it, it really did take me a little while, too, to get used to the, the fast fingers on the remote. I had the two TVs out. Um, but I, uh, I, I, you know, still, there were six games you had to 
you had to flick back and forth pretty quickly. So like it was, it was getting the, 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 the muscle memory back just to, to be on track of all these games, going to commercial break, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. It's uh, this football. There's nothing in my immediate future that I'm looking forward to more than this football season. Nothing out there, nothing else that I have going on in the next month or so that it has me as excited as this football season that's upcoming. Man, cannot wait. I'm just kidding. It's I was about to say, ball. not even a baby. What? Oh, yeah. Forgot about the baby. I yeah. was talking more about another weekend getaway I've got coming up. I'm just kidding. No more. I was like, I thought you were done. No more weekend getaways for me. I do have my, my rowdy draft tonight, which is just going to be hilarious having the quote-unquote rowdy draft going into a noon UK football game where – my intentions are to at least leave Louisville around 9 a.m. So it's gonna be a it's gonna be a long 12 hours there tomorrow. Start or starting tonight around seven o'clock or whatever time we're we're gonna get it started. But it's here. Sports are here. Summer, kiss it goodbye. It already even feels like fall, Roush, which just uh, makes it all better. Weather's gonna be great tomorrow, as we've talked about. And unrelated to football and everything that we're pumped up about. Another reason to be pumped up is UK recruiting just seems to be on fire. Travis Kraft of Cats Illustrated put in a crystal ball for Chris Livingston, which would mean, Roush, if you're keeping up with how Kentucky's looking for some of these players, you're talking about Sharp, Wallace, Livingston, and Kentucky still feels good about Lively? That could – that could I mean – you. Wow! If, if yeah. you don't even throw lively in there, you're talking about three of top five guys, not just on one site. That's across the board. That's a composite ranking. It, it's pretty this good. Seems, this seems too <laughs> good to be true with UK basketball recruiting. Maybe we're just snake bit, and as if like we've been abused with recruiting. You know, we're still incredibly spoiled with UK basketball recruiting. But maybe we're just kind of snake bit with those top top guys as of the last couple years if you will you got bj boston and terrence clark but they were more in the five to ten range but but great players all the same again i realize how picky and u of l fans hearing this are probably rolling their eyes hearing us talk about all this but maybe we're just a little snake bit with those top of the top guys roush but it seems like something special is brewing in here with uk basketball it really does it really does and it's just a matter of capturing the lightning in the bottle at the right time so September 7th, Shane Sharp's announcement, and you hope that that gets the ball completely rolling in the right direction uh, because if there's anything in recruiting, recruiting's a momentum game. You know, like it's once one domino falls, it really does feel like the rest shortly go afterward. Kentucky has momentum right now. Let's strike and let's get everybody, let's get everybody on board now because – there's nothing worse than like playing this what if game and then three months later you're still kind of sitting around with your thumb up your butt wondering, well, what if? And by the way, Lively, uh, or excuse me, Livingston, apologies, he is transferring to Oak Hill. Kentucky's had success at Oak Hill. It hasn't been necessarily like a pipeline, but Kelvin Johnson went there most recently. And I don't take that as a bad news for the recruitment at all. And I always, if I had a kid that was awesome at basketball, most likely I'd have them just ideally like go to St. X and maybe finally be good at basketball. But 
it, like Oak Hill is a good place to get better at basketball. There are a few places, Roush. There's you, you do have your Bishop Sycamores in the basketball world. We're all pretty well aware of that. Scalabissier had a real uh, Bishop Sycamore situation going on for his senior year of basketball, if anybody can think back to that. But like Oak Hill is a good place to go and get better at basketball. So that's that's good for Chris Livingston. And if he ends up going to Kentucky, then that'll be good for Kentucky as well because you, you do get better playing there. Uh, there's their track record is just too 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 great to to say otherwise. But uh, I'm, something special is brewing in recruiting. I'm pumped up about it, and you'll get a commitment here. What on when we say that seventh was on Tuesday? Uh, yes. Yeah, so the first day back, we'll all be that, that Tuesday's gonna suck. At least it's a short week the other way around. We'll we'll be excited about that. We'll have a lot to talk about on Tuesday's show. That will be fun. And I'm not I'm not but everybody's gonna be dreading Tuesday come Monday night, right? We all know that. But at least you'll say maybe Kentucky's gonna be getting the best player in high school basketball to commit to their school. Maybe you have that to look forward to on Monday night to, to make oh, that man. Tuesday stink. And you'll have a KRC that gets to talk about everything that's going to happen this weekend as well, which will be great in its own right. Uh, but Roush, excited about what UK and Calipari is doing. You brought in this staff to land big recruits. This is this is probably exceeding expectations, but it does feel a hell of a lot more normal, like the beginning of the Calipari era, than what it had been. Again, being picky mm-hmm. and being realizing that things have still been really good, but that's just bonkers. Certified bonkers. Certified bonkers. Uh, I uh, We did have some breaking news this morning. Uh, oh. Very breaking news from Tim Sullivan. Oh, And boy. Oh, uh, John Hale at the Courier-Journal. We finally we have two people on the record uh, from the frat party in March. Uh, one, Olivia Tutt who says that Andrew Phillips punched her in the arm and the hip at the party and another person that went on the record. Um, and that, that that's the big one. I, I think the, the big new thing to come from this. And they, they also spoke to one person under the condition of anonymity. Uh, and that, that person says they saw a gun. The uh, three others say they did not see a gun on Vito. Um, so those are kind of the new the new developments in it. Uh, the girl Tut, who said that she was punched by Phillips, says, I was kind of standing in the doorway between the living room and the kitchen. The guys had the lights turned off, and all of a sudden the door, they broke it open, and boys just started running. I turned my flashlight on because I couldn't see anything, and one of the guys ran to me, took my phone, and threw it on the ground. Assumed he thought I was recording. By the time I picked up my phone off the ground and turned around, one of my friends, Ty, was being dragged across the living room floor. There were like six guys on top of him going in his face. I ran in to push people off of him. One of the guys was Andrew Phillips, who turned and hit me twice. By that time, people started running out through the front door, and I'm screaming like everyone else to get out. It was quick, but it seemed like it was forever. Um, and when asked how she could confirm it because the lights were on, she said she stared at his face for about 10 seconds when the lights turned on and could recall from photographs. Uh, that's contradictory to the evidence presented at the uh, student code of conduct hearing where they said that Phillips was only there once things were already over. Um, but uh, th- I, this also... I, I, it's more to this, Terry, and it also just adds to the bizarreness of why... Like if if she's testifying to this, 
Like, why are there still not assault charges? Like, it just it it it, it makes even less sense for me after after reading all of this. Yeah, I don't know. At the end of the day, what you do in a situation like this, where you don't really seem to have evidence to suggest anything besides a fight happened, right. but clearly stuff went down. Like, how do you sort out the pieces with all this where you don't have the evidence to really suggest anything besides a college fight took place? Right. It, it, and the part that's... I still think it's just wild, though, that, like, if they knew a fight took place and this girl, if she's willing to go on the record with the Courier-Journal, she'd be willing to testify in court. Why would they charge with burglary and not assault? Like, a, a, a felony that carries a pretty hefty penalty of years in prison if found... Like if if you're given that sentence, like I, I'm. Did the man. article? Did the article say if did the did the did the woman take pictures of her bruised arm and thigh? Uh I that I did not. Because um, that'd go probably a long way for her, uh, you know, to at least corroborate. That wouldn't necessarily be. How did you get? You know, you could make a case. How did? When did that happen? Or blah blah blah. But that that would that would at least show that she has a bruised arm and a and bruised thigh, I suppose. But it just seems like with so much going on, no videos are out there that I've seen. You, yeah. Some people had pictures of people that were beaten up, but right, you just, right. it, it, it's such, it's, it's such kind of a, he said, she said quite literally. Yeah, I, just, yeah. I, I don't know how the legal system deals with it. I'm not smart enough to know how the legal system deals with this stuff, but I would assume that just the lack of evidence would be. Right. I don't think that there's uh, it didn't state one way or the other, if she had photographic evidence or anything, but like uh, really the more that we dig into this, I really do feel like it's, we're just in like a, a weird kind of pissing match right now on. He said, she said, and not to say that it's not like, to dismiss it and say like, oh, it's okay if Kentucky football players are punching girls. Obviously, if that happened, that's not the case. But we've got like this fraternity party melee that just seemingly spiraled out of control. And six months later, they're trying to punish somebody f instead of just like moving on, which I, I don't know. Like, people people shouldn't be going around and punching people. Um, you true, should not do that. True. Now, why this is all happening so much later in the process, again, I'd need somebody that knows more about this stuff to explain it to me because it just doesn't doesn't seem to add up to me at least. But what do I know? That's right. on the Courier-Journal if, if you want to read more about it. The first on-the-record comments, not anonymous and we'll we'll see where it goes from there but let's go to our daily double break here man a lot of stuff happening this morning a lot of news a lot to get to on today's show it is the friday before kentucky season opener and the kentucky roll call folks are pumped up about it we'll be back for another hour we got a ton of text we got to get to roush we'll probably be doing that most of hour number two tj walker nick roush and justin Kalen here on big x sports radio's kentucky roll call we'll be right back Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family! 
Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Roll Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen here on your Friday Getting you ready for the weekend, long weekend, start of the college football season. How could you not be pumped up? <sighs> How could you not? It's uh, this is what we've been looking forward to for a really long time, and then the, the the added benefit of just beautiful, beautiful, amazing weather makes it even better. Justin, did you enjoy the first hour there? I did. I did. Yeah. Yeah. Nice, uh, good little rants from you guys, and it, uh, from everything I've heard, it was deserved. Justin, my question to you: Yeah, uh, how scared are you of Western Kentucky after you watched their new quarterback throw six touchdowns last night and only yeah. get two incomplete passes? I don't know that I'm scared, um, but I'm definitely, definitely a little more worried than I was, and uh, what I assumed would be a walkover game. They got a new offensive coordinator down there. They got. Um, I mean, they they took Houston Baptist's entire offensive staff and said, hey, we're going to throw it all over the place. And uh, it worked pretty well last night. I know UT Martin's FCS, but um, Tops got off to a, a great start. And Indiana going to be a lot better than UT Martin. Oh. Yeah, I think so, but still. Wow, shots fired at the Skyhawks. Shout out to Terry Touchdown. More yeah. like Terry, three first half touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. I think he was like Not 21 or 27. They got the uh, 11 point win over uh, Houston Baptist, I believe. So, two Houston Baptist references in one show. Wow, we did it. Yep. That was a, he, he didn't, it was kind of your classic Terry touchdown game. They didn't throw a ton. He didn't have a ton of yards, but he was, he was efficient and, mm-hmm. He rushed, I think, for 50 yards on top of it, and he threw yep. for three touchdowns. So Hit a wide-open wide receiver. I do think like the, the windows are going to be a little bit larger at that level, and I think that's going to benefit him. So uh, glad to see him do well. Uh, Bryce Oliver got a touchdown last night in his first game for the Youngstown State Penguins. And if you did not watch the ending to that game, I, I quote tweeted it last night, absolute bananas. They're down by three. Need to go, I mean, like on their own 25, 30-yard line with 20 seconds left and they get it down to i mean completely flip the field kick a 47 yard field goal to force overtime and then go on to win it so that was a a pretty bonkers ending that i otherwise wouldn't normally pay attention to but it's game one or it's the first night of college football they've got a former uk guy so i'm gonna at least check the box score and that one turned out to be a, a quite a doozy yeah, that's uh, he. He certainly can. I didn't realize that Terry Wilson's total yards just came from one run. <laughs> I, I had not. I had not realized that he he broke off a fifty-six yarder, and I guess he only got negative yards the rest of the game, just to sacks or whatnot, you know. But uh, that's interesting. I thought he would have had more more rushes, but uh, good good for him. Good for the former cats, and we're we're keeping an eye on you. But most keeping an eye on UK football tomorrow. Louisiana Monroe. One thing we haven't talked about, Roush, is a possibility for UK to have to have this game close. We all are anticipating complete and total blowout, correct? Right, right. And I think really the only way around that is if you get loose with the ball. Uh, and I'm trying to think. Like we had, was it Rodriguez who at the beginning of the year did have a fumble? 
uh, near the end zone, and then Justin Rigg jumped on it, and technically Rigg got the touchdown, but like Graham put him in the doghouse after that. I think that's how things went down two years ago. I don't know uh, if I do remember that. It was either I – th- I think it was Rodriguez instead of Smoke. Um, but I, I really think that that's the only way is y- you get some some silly stuff happening with turnovers because I, Louisiana Monroe, I know they're going to they, – they've hidden about as much as they possibly could hide. I mean, for Christ's sakes, they haven't even handed out rosters. So like, they, they're, they're trying to hide whatever they can. But like Kentucky – it, it comes down to Jimmy's and Joe's. They've prepared for a lot of different looks, and if they got to adjust on the fly, they will, and ultimately they'll be fine. I, I, I really that that only worry is you get some early turnovers, you give them a little bit of hope. But this is ULM is not a good football team, so I, I think at worst it's kind of close for a quarter, maybe, which would mess with our first quarter bet. But at <laughs> you're still going to get some accidental touchdowns in that second half where Lavelle Wright and Mike Drennan, who you're just trying to run the clock out, those dudes are going to bust some big runs. So, like, uh, I, I can't really foresee it. it. Worst case scenario, you've got a close quarter, but that's about it. If you want to get in, uh, the, the KRC, we're in it together, pick of the week, UK minus seven and a half first quarter. Just yep. this, All that, in on that. that that's one where we're just going to be locked arms for the first quarter until we get our our second score, whether it's a touchdown, a field goal. Because let's, see. oh, you know, it'd be devastating if Louisiana Monroe just got some garbage touchdown in the first quarter. That that really steam my biscuits. But I'm also doing the over as well, over 13. So really, what I'm banking on is a 14 nothing UK first quarter lead. I think UK is going to score their first possession. I think it's going to mean a lot to Liam Cohen. I think it's going to mean a lot to to Stoops for the confidence of this team. And then if the defense does what the defense should do, Roush, it should be some pretty quick three and outs probably. So the offense should get more opportunities to score again. So if you want to, if you want to get in on the KRC, everybody come together, bet of the week, it's UK minus seven and a half. First quarter. First quarter. Yes. First quarter. And that's another thing too, is like 31. So wonky of a spread that like, what, what if Kentucky's up 38, most of the game and then, last play of the game, Louisiana Monroe scores, gets to 31's a lot. And Kentucky probably should cover it, but you got a conservative head coach by nature who doesn't generally put up a ton of points. Mm-hmm. You have uh first you have a new offense. There may be some hiccups with it. I hope there's not. I'm I think Louisiana Monroe is so bad that Kentucky should look pretty solid in all facets of the game. But you also have the the mindset of we don't want to show Missouri too much either. So I am going to stay away from the 31 points. I think Kentucky should win by more than 31 points. When we give our final predictions here at the end of the show, I will, uh, I'll, I'll maybe have Kentucky covering for what it's worth, but I, I probably am going to stay away at least from actually putting cash on it. Right. Like, uh, and, and that's just the, we've seen this uh, a time or two where there's a big lead uh, or uh, excuse me, a big spread and Kentucky flirts around that line, but actually covering it, that's a different story. So that's why I, I prefer to stay away in instances like that. I may throw a little on the under, uh, just because I don't think Louisiana Monroe is going to score. <laughs> so that I think Fair it's enough. like 50, I think it's like 56 or something, 57. And I don't think Kentucky is going to score 56 or 57 points. So I think we're like 
we're looking at like a 40 nothing game or something like that. Not no, no spoily alert there, but spoily alert. All right, let's get to the text line here. Let's do it. 502-414-1450. Texter says, this is Robert. KRC tailgate at the USA-Canada World Cup qualifying match Sunday? I'll be there. Wow. wow. Yeah, I'd forgot. Well, I'd briefly forgotten that the World Cup qualifying, the way that it works is you'll do two games in a week, and then you'll take off like a month or whatever. Or you'll take off three weeks, and then you'll have two games in a week, and then you'll take off a, a few more weeks. So they'll get another one, Canada, on Sunday. Goodness gracious, just win where where is that when that one should be in the united that one should be in the united states i don't know where though normally they do it during that stretch where you'll have one at home and one on the road but i don't know where i don't know where specifically it is uh nissan stadium in nashville what yeah goodness gracious nobody bothered to tell me (laughs) yeah we we got all excited and hot and bothered over the cincinnati one yeah i mean i guess because it's against mexico so that's much more contentious than you know Oh, Canada up there. Um, I would not have minded going to that, but I am all booked up Sunday, sadly. (sighs) All booked. Tough. (sighs) All right. Uh, Have fun, though, Robert. That sounds like a blast. I'll be watching on TV. What time is that up? Oh, I just exited out. I don't know. But bring home the win. It's definitely a time. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, uh, it's at eight. Oh, so, so it been, it during it the football game, it would have been a spend the night. Uh, yeah, during the football game, USA takes precedent, baby. These colors don't run. A texter says, "Listening to Mitch right now on KSR, I'm all on board with TJ. He's got to go. He didn't do well. We'll have a lot more Mitch Barnhart text, by the way. So yeah. if we don't comment on your text, it's probably because there's going to be more of them later. But <laughs> the thing that's funny too, Terry, is we talked about him doing press conferences. Fans actually probably listen less to the press conferences, and so he made it like he he made have dug himself into a digger hole when it comes to his approval rating around the fan base. Yes, he probably <laughs> did. I mean, so bad. Texas um, says Deputy Doofus doesn't need to give Vince Tyree any belly rubs. He's got a free pass for life after taking a leak in a cup for Vince after he smoked a doobie at an Alicia Keys concert. It was a clove cigarette. Okay. I uh, love the office reference. By the way, Roush, we gave yeah. away tickets to the game yesterday. Yeah, and uh, Ty, he's taking his son to his first ever, first ever game at the Crow. He's got an eleven-year-old kid. So, thanks to the KRC listener who provided the tickets. Glad that we had a listener win the tickets. On uh, uh, there was some good gifts in there. The one that surprised me, I don't think I've ever seen it used in practice, was Dwight just with the football stiff arming folks around the office and it it may it cause an audible reaction for me so i uh, i had to give that the uh it it was worthy of the award yeah uh we loved it we had a second place that we really liked as well there's a lot of good ones but i loved love that he's going to be bringing was, the, the kid what was second place Second place uh, was kid, like dancing on his a, chair. Yeah, it was just a funny. Kid oh, okay, I, I enjoyed the uh, the wrestling one. The guy on the ropes, he had the <laughs> top ring and was just shaking it. That was yeah, my favorite. That, that, and that was like the first one too. That was a good one to start. So really, really set the tone for everybody else. Yeah, you you uh, it just good stuff all around. And hopefully, we'll have more tickets to give away. Uh, ideally, you know, we could good giveaway tickets to each and every game. I don't know how practical that's going to be, but we're going to do our best to uh, to make it happen and give back to you all because we appreciate you all. And we have fun doing radio and you all entertain us. So 
Uh, we are thankful for that. A texter says, Mail versus St. X Friday night, baby. St. X supposedly down six defensive starters. Yeah, yeah, not great. Not great. Um, so I bet Mail's gonna get Mail's gonna get him tonight, but I will I do I will bring it on in the playoffs, Mail. You you learn you don't you don't lose, you learn. Did I see this was like the fourth or fifth time they've played as number one and two in Kentucky? I mean that probably I wouldn't surprise. I mean that's that's outstanding. So Justin, here's a fun fact. Since two th- or since nineteen ninety seven, either St. X Mail or Trinity has won every one of Kentucky's largest class state titles. So I'm either four A or six A yeah. title. Yeah. Only Scott. Pretty Kennedy's impressive. Only, yeah. So uh been kind of going around this circle, but I, I do think Mayo will get them tonight. Yeah. They will. Uh, they will. And my wife will uh will be happy about that. But catch me in the playoffs, baby. How about that? Yeah. Uh Texter says, Hey, what's more likely, losing UT or beating Georgia? Hey Nick, what's more likely, losing to UT or beating Georgia? I don't. What are you What are you waiting for? Answer. I'm thinking about it. Um, probably losing to Tennessee, but man, I would actually probably agree with that. Yeah. Not to be not to like be a not to be a a jerk on our big day, but winning at Georgia would be tough. Georgia's gonna be pretty good. I think you're gonna see them beat Clemson this weekend too. So. That'd be that'd be a tough one. Not impossible, but mm-hmm. uh, but Kentucky ain't losing to Tennessee though. So neither and probably neither are happening. If we're going to be honest, uh, right. Texter says uniform predictions. I know the answer: blue helmets, blue tops, white pants. Easy peasy. If it's anything else, I'll be surprised. Yeah. Also, don't care. That's one thing that I just never. There, there is uh, of the twenty thousand followers. There's about free uh probably four thousand folks that just wait on bated breath to get that uniform tweet every week and i just i don't get it i just don't i never will i don't get it well you're obviously in the wrong if so many people like it then maybe you should get it buddy secondly it's awesome it's always fun seeing what threads it's just something else to envision when you're envisioning the game and envisioning how everything's gonna go you gotta know what uniforms they're gonna wear around i would would prefer uh blue jerseys with white lids and white pants but that's just me it's well, like the I, old school, uh, like Tim Couch era uniforms, you know. I, I hate the blue, blue, white, blue helmets, blue jerseys, white pants. It's yeah. my least favorite jersey combination we have, but that's their traditional ho hum, crappy opponent jersey. That's just what they. That's their. That is their default jersey. <laughs> if it was me, we'd be. It'd be Rich Brooks era, baby. If Kentucky's at home, they are wearing blue on blue on blue, and. And maybe you maybe every so often you throw in the chrome dome or maybe every so often you do a full on blackout for like really big games but 90% of the game for me blue blue and you guessed it folks blue all blue everything yeah i loved it the old smurf look texter says krc so i just heard the deputy d-bag ran on tj i almost laughed myself off the road someone teach that guy how to trash talk it sounded like will ferrell when kevin hart was trying to teach him how to talk in prison in the movie get hard He's the biggest loser in media right now, and it's now not even close. I do think he like. I think he likes the attention, though. Oh no, he definitely does. But like, like, I think he's all right. I think he's all right with like the notion of I'll play that role. You know, I'll I'll do that. That's fine with me. And if that's how he if that's how he feels, then good for him. Still, never got to thank you for the beer, though. <laughs> never got to thank you. You for think the- there would be like a DM in like yeah, like a hey man, like this is you know we're just. This like yeah, yeah, hey, I appreciate. Like who, who, where, who, who sent that to me? Were you there? Blah blah blah. Appreciate it. No, maybe, 
Maybe you should take the first step and DM him and say you're welcome for the beer. No, because that's no. I, 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 Ooh, but, that would that would be a jerk thing to do, Justin. Yeah, that would come off as it like. Yeah, you're right. I just am surprised he wouldn't have done exactly what Roush said. Yeah, because that's kind of like I, I've I think I've had those moments with um, folks in U of L media where I've I might have even times where I was actually mad and not just like you know poking them online and yeah. then you just dm and every like you're just like normal humans you know it's sometimes that refresher of like oh, this is just in the context of sports this is not real life is a nice refresher i don't know maybe 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 he's not there you know like maybe it's not just sports for him right you know who knows yeah. a little harsh on nick yesterday says one texter five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. you want to text in to kentucky roll call which goes seven to nine monday through friday by the way with tj walker nick roush and justin kalen but text on into the show he says i was a little harsh on roush yesterday and i kind of apologize for it you don't get a full apology roush you get a Just, kind of apology hey works for me better than no apology but this this text is for the catwalker. You and your Sanex Tigers are going down tonight. My mail's gonna come into your house, take all your catnip, and punch you right in the mouth. In the words of the ever so infamous coach David Bennett, don't be a cat, be a dog. And these dogs are ready to feast. Suck it, you hypocrite coward ass, and whatever old Dudley do right over in Lo- Loserville called you. And also go cats, of course. I do I I, I just wait till playoffs again. Wait till playoffs, buddy, and then we'll see who you're calling a catwalker. Texter says, okay, guys, I've been catching up on podcast. Oh, this is Mook. Hey, Mook, what's up? I've been catching up on podcasts since the return. This is my brief response. One, Minnesota this time of the year is gorgeous, damn near fall-like temps up there with no humidity. Hey, I just worry if the lakes would be a little too cold. I think July maybe is the time to, to get up. Far, far north in the in the Minnesotas and the Michigans. Uh, he says, too, this beef with TJ and Deputy has got me going. He don't want that smoke. We have a literal beast on our side. That's true. You don't want to get bullet East beast out there. Three, being this close to Catterday has made time stand still. Cannot wait for the game. Four, do we think KRC will do another scramble the bye week? I believe it's 10-23. Maybe it's too close to Baby Walker's due date. That's yeah. That'd be after the baby's there. That, that wouldn't, I, could, I mean, I could do a golf scramble then. That's not a bad idea, Mook. Because yeah. we, we got too busy with the, the fall one that we wanted to do. But It's not a bad idea. It would have to be you know early Saturday a.m. Um, cause that's you- a, that's a big, uh, I'm watching every college football game. I'm eating chili and I'm drinking beers all day kind of day for me, you know, yeah, like, you could also do it Sunday too, but you, regardless, you'd want, yeah. it in the, you'd want it, you'd want it in the morning. So your afternoon is available, but Mook, maybe remind us in a month and then we can yeah. actually start like booking something. At that right, point, right, 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 good call. Because it's gonna be pretty like informal. We'll probably just go on like the Louisville Metro's website and book like six tea times or four tea times or however many we end up needing. But mm-hmm. uh, not a bad idea, Mook. A texture says the hay is in the barn, fellas. It's time to lay law and kick ass Saturday. Man, I've, the hay is in the barn is such a great, such a great saying. Doesn't get used enough. Hmm. Damn. Mm-hmm. It's 11 p.m. and I'm buzzing good after 13 Miller Lights, but I feel like the Cats could beat Ohio State after seeing them versus Minnesota. Billy Big Blue. 13 Miller Billy? Lights. I mean, that, that's... Billy, throw back, Billy. That's the 13 Miller Lights talking, because, dude, Chris Ola... I mean, Mayan Williams had 100 yards on, like, 
nine carries or something. They got some dudes, man. They got some dudes. Billy Big Blue, you're spot on, buddy. Cats could beat Ohio State, no doubt about it. If there was any if there was any way to beat Ohio State, it would have been last night when they didn't have everything all figured out. I was actually watching that game sitting there thinking, man, I really wish Indiana started the year with Ohio State because I think we would have won last night. Maybe not, but I mean, we, we would have put up a good fight. But now by the time we play Ohio State, they're going to have everything figured out. They're going to be a train rolling down the track. So well, you almost a, would want to play them in the first game. That's, that's a two-way that's, that's two street, though. I guess. Yeah, you're yeah, right on it's that. For, it's the first right. game for Minnesota, too. I think your notion of, well, you'd, you'd rather the talent gap come down your way and just take your chances that way instead of the fine-oiled machine having much more talent, having everything figured out than you all having everything figured out and because you all just aren't as good. I get I get what you're saying, but it is a two-way street. Like it's not. I'm sure Minnesota felt like they were pretty sloppy last night, too. Extra sloppy. Texture says the Tennessee game was unbearable between the obnoxious orange and the SEC network camera that I assume also recorded JFK's assassination. Why have your own network if you aren't going to invest in producing a good product? I didn't watch a ton of the Tennessee game, but with the parts I did see, I the camera work was not great. Hey, it's week one for them, too. I, I didn't notice that, though. Maybe it's because I just had them on the small TV the whole time. So it this was, was like, at uh, the beginning when Boise and UCF were on delay and ESPN was doing like basically a red zone for college football, which was amazing, by the way. And yeah. they were flipping from game to game. And when they were on Tennessee, there were a few hiccups. I didn't watch the entire game, so I don't know if it continued or not. But early on, there were at least the texture's not wrong about that. I right. flipped to that game like four times, and it was on commercial or halftime every time. I was like, I'm out of here. <laughs> Watch out, Mountain West. Terry Transfer looking good in his Lobos debut. Yeah, and I, I didn't see his big, long run either. He had a 56-yard run. That's pretty nice. Yeah, pretty it was cool. really, really smooth run from Terry Touchdown there. And three touchdowns in the first half, but uh, a little quieter second half. Let's take our last break. We'll come back. we got a lot more text to get to and the PT's picks of the week. 502-414-1450. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. We'll be right back. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Unbelievable. Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. I want to remind you, Genesis Diamonds, they have watches. Fine the best watches. Fine Swiss time pieces. It's the, we talked about it a little while back with Genesis, that they were going to have some of these Rolexes, luxury Rolexes, just we, we talked the Batman what were some of the other ones? The Hulk. Oh man, the Hulk. Yeah, they had the Submariner as well. They, they they have them right now at Genesis Diamonds. That event they did a couple weeks back was so successful. They said we're gonna we're gonna make this a, a normal thing. And why wouldn't they? Because if you Google what a luxury pre-owned Hulk looks like or a Daytona or the Batman, like I mentioned, you're gonna say I wouldn't mind having one of those. And it's about time you spent on yourself get yourself a gift go to genesis diamonds check them out get to talking with them they're not you're not going to find better prices in town in the state 
and even uh, people from all over the country come into Genesis Diamonds. They're on Shelbyville Road. Luxury pre-owned Rolexes right now are available to you. Roush, more texts into the show. How does that sound? Let's get to it. Uh, one texter says, Roush, as a media member, are you allowed to drink and tailgate before the game? I usually do a beer. It's like a... You know, pregame thing, but wink, like, wink. Yes, Roush. He he's pounding them just like anybody else is yeah, out there. He's like, got to say, I get it. He's got to do the old song and dance. No, but like I also have to like work, so you know, yeah. I don't, I don't. You know, well, as long as your wits about you, as long as you can keep your composure in the press box, yeah, you're fine. But well, like, it's it, it's more or less about like I don't want to be like too tired to not want to work. Like ideally, I want to be like, uh, you know, fired up and just be, like. Type it pounding away at my keyboard, like ready to rock and roll. Because the quicker I get out of there, the quicker I get home to drink more beers and watch more games. So, yeah, it's a it's a situation where you got to find that perfect buzz, is what Roush is trying to say. And for him, <laughs> it's around six and a half beers or two and a half space dust. Man, and, uh, what's what's great is you at the Louisville uh, games, they'll actually hand out beers afterwards. And man, you want to talk about a. Uh, Great way to to celebrate Lamar fumbling. Man, get handed a surprise beer afterwards. Hits the spot. How about a nice brewski, broski? Yeah, that's that. Some Louisville does have a little class, I should say. Texture says you guys have totally destroyed Mitch this morning. My heart is swelled with pride. Suck it, Mitch. We we did go in on him. If you didn't hear hour one, I would highly recommend going and downloading the podcast. We had some things to say about Mitch Barnhart. We weren't really happy with what he had to say to us yesterday. He's turned mm-hmm. his back on the 95% of Kentucky fans that fuel this operation. Uh, and, and no, combined, we probably don't we probably don't add up to what the donors donate, Roush. Right, but right. Uh, stadiums and arenas would look pretty dumb without us. So I would suggest you you play to the crowd. And the thing is, it doesn't have to be an either or. That's the thing I don't think Mitch quite understands. Like you can you can play kiss ass with the donors. We understand that. That's part of the job. But mm-hmm. you can also throw like everybody can be happy, right? Right. As, as John Calipari says. As John Calipari says, everybody eats. Yeah. Every... But not every but not everybody drinks beer. <laughs> Mitch has done a great job at Kentucky, but the little things are starting to add up. Average fans need a win. They do, yeah, spot on. That, that well said. I totally agree with that. Like anything, we're like we're asking that you serve everybody at the stadium beer. Jeez, is that so much to ask? Nope. It's not. We sit on we we've sat on crappy seats since Commonwealth Stadium was built. You just now have got around putting some chair backs on most of them. I don't even think it's all of them, but most of them. You can't even give us beer. It's just been neglect after neglect after neglect. And I'm sorry, it's not like Kentucky football has been an easy product to fall in love with over the last four decades, Mitch. But yet people show up. You clown. still show up. Uh, John here. Good morning to all. Okay, I stand by the 11-1 and record for the football cats. Way to show us your birds, John. And I'm also going on the (laughs) record and will say, when his college career is over, Will Levis will be a first-round draft pick. Yale told me, so it must be true. Let's go. Cats by 90, BBN. Well, got to go talk to you later. Man, if, if Will Levis ends up being a first-round draft pick, 11-1 and one can happen. So just think about that. Think about how that. Many, how many years does Levis have? Three. Okay. Up to three. But he uh, could leave after this year, correct? Correct. Yeah. So I, I, so I think don't... he would at least be in it for two. Uh, two feels about right because – 
three he would be in college like six years and well know. three three would be like all right if he's still in college does kentucky really want him like still that's, playing yeah, quarterback that's a good point and yeah. like two would be the sweet spot but hell you know what if he goes out there and kentucky goes 11 and one will i thank you for your time and wish you the best at the next level if that's what that meant yep oh, and then it, then it'd be the bow show baby Woo! you excited to see uh, bow tomorrow what? i bet we do yeah, I, I bet he gets three pass attempts. Wow. Not a ton, but three pass attempts. Right it down. Te- Texter says, Mitch's refusal to sell beer at the Crow causes some fans to get absolutely hammered out in the parking lot, sneak in bourbon, and mix it in with their eight Coke souvenir cups. And what world does that, that, that make sense? Yeah, and he would just say, well, I, I can't control the parking lot, which, like, yeah, you, you could. Yeah. You could totally control the parking lot. The one thing I can control, though, is that I'm the best sports gambler out of really any media member in the area, especially that bum Adam Luckett, who joins us now on the PT's Picks of the Week. Adam Luckett of Kentucky Sports Radio on three, covers Clemson as well. How the heck are you, pal? I love a good spicy take to start off a Friday morning. Good to talk to you, TJ. You're in heaven, aren't you? This is like everything you could potentially dream of. Yeah, it doesn't get much better than this if you're Adam Luckett, that's for damn sure. What yeah. what time did you finish sweating out that UCF under? Oh, when they when they punted there at fourth and three with like, I don't know, fifteen seconds left, I was like, Gus, because you like the smart <laughs> move would have been to like take a safety there. Like just yeah. run out of the back of the end zone. So I was like, if I lose this on that on that like, this is going to be one hell of a because I sweat out both plays like that in Ohio State minus 14. So as soon as they punted it, that was a sigh of relief. But that was one wacky game for sure. Lucky, you going to be outside gate three tomorrow? Yeah, I'm going to make a little stop by. Got to see everybody. I'm pretty excited. Yeah, you got you to gotta stop by. You got to shake some hands. Yeah, for sure. You get, yeah. And say hello to the people. Should be uh, beautiful weather, as I've mentioned about thirty freaking times. But uh, absolutely, what are these text messages about? Uh, I don't know. I, I I don't I don't know what's happening right now. Oh. But I do know we need to get to our picks. Yeah, we are. Um, lucky your mic's just a like tiny bit soft. If you could turn that up ever so slightly, I don't know if you have control over that. If not, I can still hear you. Yeah. I'm sure the folks listening can as well. But, yeah, you can just talk uh, Maybe a smidge, it. but yeah, no big deal. We will start with our defending champion, blah, 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 blah. Three picks, we're going to make them, I, I say, well... Yeah, two in a lock of the week. Well, how do we, yeah, two in a lock of a week, one, one point, one point, two points. Roush doesn't want to do elimination because he got his feelings hurt last year, so we're not going to do that. Suck it, Let's buddy. start it with you, Luckett. Pick number one. Yeah, I'm going to go Stanford, Kansas State. I think these are two preview, uh, pretty evenly matched teams. I think Stanford has a little bit more talent. They're getting three and a half points at a neutral site. So give you the Cardinal plus three and a half on uh, noon on Saturday. Okay. He's starting off with Stanford plus three and a half, correct? Yes. Making sure I'm writing it down correctly. Uh, all right. That, that should be a good pick. Roush, you want to go second, buddy? Sure. We're going to start with the late night kick Saturday night. Carson Strong, the Nevada Wolf Pack, are three-point dogs, and they're going to be howling at the mood in Mountain West after dark. Nevada plus three. Nevada plus three for Roush. Gotcha. And Justin, what are we doing to start you off, buddy? I'm going to go Oregon minus 20 and a half at home against Fresno State. Oh, I hate that pick so much. Oh, that means you should probably bet it. 
Wow. Love it. Love the uh, the back and forth yeah, here. I'll, I'll take uh, Fresno for 10 bucks. You Boom. Deal. 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 We're in the pandemic, buddy. Take it easy yeah. with the with the spit takes there. Okay, my first one. I'm going Northwestern, given three. Woo! Man, Northwestern is a team that I just I can't bet on. I never know what I'm going to get with them. <laughs> I feel like I, anytime I bet uh, against them, I lose. So I'm betting with them. I'm going to go for the win. I don't know. Michigan State seems like it's been the same team for three and a half years. Like it is that accurate? They just seem so ho hum. Yeah, the, the, the town's gotten pretty bad there at Michigan State. Um, Northwestern, great underdog usually. Um, but just overall, Pat Fitzgerald, uh, one of the better coaches against the spread. So, TJ, more times than not, if you're betting Northwestern, um, you're going to be on the right side. Love it. Love it. All right, what's your second one, Luckett? Yeah, second one, sorry, Roush. Oregon State, plus seven. Ugh. Ugh. Beavers are 11-3 and as a road dog in their last 14 road games. Purdue is good as a dog, not so good as a favorite under Brom. So give me Oregon State plus seven. Oregon State plus seven against his dear uncle. All right. Mm-hmm. We'll see how that goes. Roush, what's your what's your counter here? What do you got? Man, I'm waiting until Sunday night, too, going late. Uh, this feels like a good spot for Florida State. Uh, the week one kind of shock value win, Notre Dame's doing all – this is kind of a rebuild year for them after uh, – a great season last year and i think they give mike norvell a much needed shot in the arm they've got some more talent florida state plus seven florida state plus seven i got him with the hook yesterday i really like the hook but uh still take still take a push gotcha pushes aren't losses people forget that Uh, my second one or no we're with justin sorry justin you you're i'm going last you're going third what do you got I'm going Texas minus nine. I think they're moved to the SEC. How's them inspired? They come out hot against the Raging Cajuns. Yeah, that I actually had that one written down. I'm going to bet Texas. I got it at eight, as a matter of fact. But that's not going to be one of my PT's picks of the week because I, uh, I I'm just going to stay away from it. I, I cannot trust Texas in in this yeah. sort of setting. I, I'm going to throw some money on them because that does seem low, and you think they're going to try to go out there and put up a lot of points, but. Yeah, I'm going to stay away from it. That, that line, too, going, Terry, it opened at minus 16 for Texas and got all the way down to minus 8. So I, that's geez. a when the public's that heavy on one team, I stay away. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, all right. I My second pick, suck it, Hoosier Dingus, Iowa minus 3.5. I, I, suck it, IU. I'm so sick of hearing about all this IU hype. It's Indiana football, folks. And at Iowa, they're, they've been waiting for this game just as long as we've been waiting for ours. That Love atmosphere it. is going to be absolutely nutty. Indiana doesn't know what they're getting into. Last season was a fraud for the Hoosiers. Iowa minus three and a half. Feel great about it. Love it. Absolutely love it, Terry. Suck it, Hoosiers. Lucky, what you got up next for your first lock, lock of the week? Lock of the week. These are the big ones. Lock of the week going to Friday night, ACC Coastal. I'm very much on Fade Virginia Tech this season. I think Justin Fuente is going to get fired. And I think the roster is in a lot worse shape than people are realizing. Meanwhile, North Carolina, I think they're a legit top 10 to 15 team. Um, Sam Howell is as good as any quarterback in the country. It's the first game I think North Carolina is going to be locked in for this road game. The, the spread's only five and a half. It feels like North Carolina is getting some value here. It should, it should, that spread should be higher. So give me the hills laying five and a half on the road um, there in Blacksburg. Love it. Absolutely it, love it. That was a good uh, pick, Luckett. I know, and that's my pick too because I, as 
Lane Stadium is Lane Stadium, and it gets really rowdy there. But like, I don't. You're gonna need ten Sandmans. Virginia Tech's just not good. They've lost a lot of people. Fuente, I I really think he pulled a Scott Satterfield with his locker room this offseason, and I just think things are way too shaky there. I know North Carolina lost some skill players, but I'm still taking the Tar Heels minus five and a half. All right, Justin, what's your lock of the week, buddy? This is worth two points. It's a big one. Most of the time, wins and losses in this game depend on how you do in your locks of the week. What do you got? All right, my first lock of the week appearance is going to be, despite looking terrible last week against Nebraska, I'm going to take Illinois minus five against Texas San Antonio. Whoa, I don't know. That spread was out there. <laughs> right. That seems like too easy, right? You would think so, but sometimes those too good to be trues are a little strange. Worst PT's picks of the week segment we've ever had on the show because I also had written down prior North Carolina minus five and a half versus Virginia Tech. Man, now, three, now, now I'm worried. Oh, we my have gosh. three people with the same lock of the week, which is when Luck had said it, I was like, ah, oh, man. And that's never fun to have the same lock of the week. And then when Roush did it, I kind of scrambled to see if I could find something else. If if I bet, when I bet U of L, I bought a half point and I got it at seven. I got Ole Miss minus seven. If I could still get it at seven, that's the lock of all lock. Right. Now that it's gone up to like 11, it's uh, it's a little dicier for me. But I, uh, I, I'm i with you all on the North Carolina one. Man. And so if there was ever a bet that the KRC listeners should feel good about, you think it'd be this one. But, uh, but hey, yeah. at least we don't have the Trevor consensus. It always worried me the most when me, you, and Trevor would agree on something. So Totally. Yeah. Best to avoid that. Uh, three, I'm sure luck three is not a crowd for our yeah. PT's picks of the weeks. <laughs> luck it. What's a game? Anything on tonight that we should watch? I mean, North Carolina, Virginia Tech. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. well, besides, <laughs> first off, first and foremost, didn't realize that was tonight. That, secondly, <laughs> besides that one. You got, well, you're going to have two action um, going on tonight. You got North Carolina, Virginia Tech, and also Northwestern, Michigan State. So, TJ, a this six o'clock Friday game. night game? That's so weird to me. I think it's Big just Ten Network. Try to get a double t- uh, um, a double header in because Northwestern Central Time, so they didn't want them starting off too awful late. So ACC gotcha. got the short end of the stick. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, that that fine fine with me. Earlier football, the sooner it's on, the more I'm excited to watch. Uh, just give me a quick summary of what you expect to go down in the Caps game tomorrow. Yeah, this game for both sides, I think it's a lot about just they're playing themselves. I mean, Kentucky's. Um, better in a lot of areas over Louisiana Monroe. Louisiana Monroe is going to be one of the worst teams in college football this season. So for Kentucky, I think on offense, it's just about um, playing clean, getting lined up correctly, not making mistakes, no uh, limited penalties, limit turnovers, and just kind of do your thing. And then defensively, it's just getting lined up and playing sound. I think that's the goal for Kentucky. I think a lot of this is going to be get a lead and then get out of there. Kentucky – the 31 points is high. I think they could cover that if they really put the foot on the gas on offense, but I'm hesitant to say that they're going to do that. So I think Kentucky gets out to the lead pretty early, and they kind of put it on cruise control. I don't think it's really ever a sweat. I, I agree with that. As Michael Scott said, keep it simple, stupid. Adam, like it, it feels right having you back here on a Friday before big college football Saturday. Look forward to doing it all season. Look forward to seeing you out there tomorrow. Thanks, as always, and we'll talk to you next week. All right, boys. See y'all tomorrow. Adam Luckett, Kentucky Sports Radio on three. Make sure you're following him on Twitter. Nobody knows more about just college football across the globe, across the country, coast to coast, than Adam Luckett. At Adam Luckett, KSR 
on Twitter. Always great hearing from him. All right, Roush, we got a few more texts to finish up this show, and then yeah. it's weekend time, baby. Woo! Man, a long weekend, too. We'll see you all on Tuesday. Suck it, Labor Day. We're taking the Monday off. Yeah, and the, if, if Kentucky had maybe like a big game on Saturday, maybe we'd come in on Monday and, yeah, and just, you know, good. have feel the need to talk about it. But Kentucky's going to cruise and, yeah. and we'll wait an extra day. So, uh, but yeah, everybody, we hope enjoys their long weekend. And we've got a few more texts to enjoy before we can punch the clock. Uh, one texter informs us says the reason it's a burglary charge is because by law, burglary is when you unlawfully enter a residence building to commit another crime. In this case, the assault is kind of built into the burglary first degree charge. And the reason it's first degree is due to the alleged gun. Otherwise it would be burglary second up oh, see that we have somebody smarter than us informing us. And we appreciate that information text. Not right? hard to find somebody smarter than us. We do appreciate you texting in and clarifying that stuff yeah. for us. Thank you guys. I get it. Don't hit people. Don't hit girls. Same age, but I feel like girls trying okay. to break up a fight has never ended well in history. And this whole thing seems so petty at this point. How did this get charged? Frat bros said some racist stuff, got beat up. Let's move on unless there can't be a proof of a gun. And it sounds like, too, like if you're just in a pot, like if it's a crowded room, like just people are going to get pushed. I can't imagine that a football player would like single out a girl and just like, I'm going to punch you in the hip. Like, yeah. I, just, hey, give me, not, that, give me that arm of yours and give me that thigh. Yeah, like that's just not that's not a thing that people like. It just doesn't it doesn't add up as like a rational thing. But as we'll see with other texts regarding Mitch Barnhart, sometimes rationale just doesn't make sense. Well, and then sometimes things happen that don't make sense too. Again, not to say that not to say that these people aren't telling the truth or what they perceive to be the truth. But mm -hmm. the whole there, the, it, it is objectively weird how all this has unfolded. Nobody yeah. can really, at least, disagree with that. And you want the truth to come out with it, but it's uh, it just seems like nobody's going to really. It seems like we're not going to get the definitive truth, unfortunately. And at that point, what do you do? do you do you end these people's football career because some people said they did this or that but they said they didn't do this or that that doesn't seem right to do that uh, i don't know i don't know what you do in that situation it's a tough one um i there's a part of me that's like they need to be playing football though until there's some serious evidence against them i'll say that yeah yeah and it's just a matter of time before we get that discovery to come out from the grand jury exactly so. yeah Exactly. Texture, and I, I get UK being careful with it. It's a tough situation. Mitch is currently preparing his resignation letter after hearing that hour one sports talker type drive. Oh. I did come off a little whiny. Uh, I don't I don't want it. You never want to be whiny on a Friday. That's something yeah, I'm living yeah. my life by. Oh man. Another texture says KRC L. But I uh but it needed was moving on. All my Tennessee friends were chirping about how Tennessee was going to be dangerous here after the first quarter last night. Sure got quiet after Milton completed one pass in the second half. LL suck a big orange, man. They really, uh, the, I was hearing from some some folks that live in Tennessee, just how highly they were talking about Joe Milton. Like if Joe Milton was that good, he would have just done it at Michigan. Right? Like, I don't, I love that they all just immediately bought in that Joe Milton was going to be their savior. So Tennessee fans getting overexcited about something. <laughs> Say it ain't so. Oh. What's really cute is when they do that with basketball and they act like that. They're just like this traditional basketball powerhouse and they're entitled to like this air of awesomeness. It's like, dude, you've, 
been to one Sweet 16 ever, right? <sighs> Losers. <sighs> the biggest. Texter says, a nobody doesn't deputy know about the quarterback of the intramural flag football dynasty that was the juggernauts. That's from Hunter, a flag football member going back to my college days. Wow. That's uh, I kind of forgotten our team name if we were going to be completely honest, but we were a dominant, dominant flag football team. There's no denying that. First time texter in. For yep, Hunter. that's good to hear from him. I haven't I haven't seen him in, in a good bit, but uh, good dude. That was a fun team. That was fun. Fun memories back in college. A texter says, divide the stadium in half, drinking and non-drinking. See which side fills up first. Seriously. Yeah, go and do it. Yeah. I've heard from I mean, both sides. That's a very sides. easy both solution. Sides. Yeah, I don't, I don't doubt you've heard from both sides, Mitch, but why don't you break down the numbers of, of the percentages of what you've heard from most? Why don't you be candid with that, too, and let us know? I bet he doesn't. Yeah, it was pretty wild that uh, I, I remember when the, the CJ foia the email sent to him. And there was a very loud uh, group in opposition of no alcohol. But that's what it is, is the minority is always the loudest. And yeah, but listen I, to them. I think that's over now, though. Like, I think I think people, I think the, the louder group now is the ones that have won alcohol just because his answers don't have any rhyme or reason. Yeah. People seriously. are ticked off. And feel free to shoot them an email. <sighs> Texter says... Did Kentucky release a schedule poster for the football team? Kroger used to have them a few weeks before the season started. They yeah. absolutely did. Yes, we they did. We got them hanging in the studio. Yeah, and I've got a bunch in my office. I don't know if you if you if you want one and you live in Louisville, I could probably find a way to get you one one way I mean, or another. But I'm they pretty did. sure they're still out there too. So yeah, go get them. Go pick them up. I don't uh, think uh, I they I don't think it was a great poster this year, but you know whatever. It has a schedule on it. Yeah. Uh, Texter says, Terry, who's your favorite on the Pelotron? Alex T is my guy, but warming up to Kendall, she low-key scares me, but I kind of like it. Alex Toussaint just yells at me too much. I need him to just chill out some. Yeah, I'm a big Emma Lovewell fan. Yeah, she's good. And she doesn't like, she'll she'll kill you and like let you just ride. The the What's the, the redhead girl? She just like is, she gets a little too out there for me sometimes. Oh, she does. It's It's fun, like... Like she's like talking about unlocking and unleashing your inner, but it's just like, all right, can you just shut up and let me ride this bike for a second? Oh, she's definitely pretty weird. There's, there's no denying that at all, but she's, she's a little firecracker, isn't she? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, she, she is speaking of firecrackers. They're not going to, I don't think they're going to be there tonight, but Kentucky volleyball is unveiling their national championship banner tonight. That's pretty cool. That is cool. Um, that's very cool. And, and I'm sure that's gonna be a fun night for the folks that were part of that and fun night for the fans that are going to be there to be able to celebrate as well. They're, they're really good again this year. Unsurprisingly. Yeah. Yeah. Just King Not is surprising at name, all. by the way. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's a little out there. Have you ever used written with Robin Arzon? 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 No. And I've been just like, I haven't been doing the classes lately. If I get on, I just watch TV, you know, especially yeah. once not football's back. A texter says, oh, nope, we're out. We're out of text. That's it. Woo! All right. Pre Man. We did it. Predictions for Saturday. We absolutely what? did it. And Terry's breaking up on me. But you know what? I think it's what time to got? talk about this Kentucky football game. We've 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 reached officially reached the point where we've talked it absolutely to death, but I'm still 
So excited. Woke up with a pep in my step. It's crisp air in the morning. A great way to wake up, get ready for football. It's going to be a big game for Chris Rodriguez. He's going to get 150 yards. Will Levis is going to throw some touchdowns. Not as many yards, but he's going to get some big plays. And I think it's the biggest play is going to be the first one of the game where he just lets it rip downfield for a huge, huge score. I cannot wait to see this team in action. Cats are going to roll. Eat a 50-burger with a 52-10 to 10 win over the Warhawks of ULM. I've got the same UK. score for ULM, Nick, but 41 for Kentucky. I think it's right on the spread. UK 40 to nothing. ULM doesn't score. UK comes out hot, but then it's a pretty pedestrian second half just because you just you don't want to get anybody hurt and you don't want to – you don't want anybody to uh, to you don't want Missouri to see too much either. MVP Roush is right; it'll be Rodriguez, but I expect Wandell finds the end zone. Levis has a, a touchdown pass or two, but Rodriguez is going to be just really, really hard to take down for that Louisiana Monroe defense. So he'll put up he'll he'll break triple digits rushing, and it's going to be a fun time at the Crow. Get out there if you're not planning on it. Got to show up and hope that uh, recruiting momentum keeps up and this program can continue to keep going higher and higher. It's going to be a lot of fun. Enjoy it. Roush, Justin, hope you all have a great weekend. Man, can't wait. Happy football season, everybody. Yep. Happy you, you all have a great weekend as well. And if you don't do anything tonight, Silver Creek Floyd Central on the Big Sil X. Silver Creek Floyd Central on the Big X. Go St. Xavier Tigers. Everybody have a good long weekend. Be safe, most importantly. And we'll see you back here on Tuesday. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kay.